Welcome to the realm of magic and mystery, classic horror and sci-fi. You are now entering the House of the Unusual podcast with your hosts, Eddie and Joe. Welcome all you cool ghouls and friendly fiends to the House of the Unusual podcast. I'm your host, Joe Pavlansky, and with me as always is the maestro of mail order mysteries, Eddie Guevara. Today's returning guest is the master of horror magic, Chuck Caputo. All right. Gentlemen. Thank you. Awesome. So before we get started here, a few quick announcements for all our people in podcast land. If you're looking for something cool to read and you want some throwbacks to the old Mad Magazines and Crack Magazines and even the uh, Far Side comic strips, Head over to stupidcomicsmagazine.com, and that's stupid spelled S-T-O-O-P-I-D. There are some awesome, funny comics magazines there, right in line with the old Mad Magazines and Cracked and Farside. It's like all three of those combined into one. Um, There's four issues out now, zero through three. I picked up the the whole run uh, not too long ago, and couldn't be happier with it. I know Eddie and a few other guys have also picked up the uh, the four issues that are out, and you know consensus is that they're fantastic. So if you're looking for something new, fun, and and cool, head over to stupidcomicsmagazine.com. Also check out our website over at houseoftheunusual.com. We have a free forum there where you could sign up uh, for free and and join some like-minded individuals in conversation. And uh, there's a section there in the forum where you could ask questions and talk about previous podcasts. And if you're a uh, a fan of comics, mail order novelties, horror, or anything cool, and you would like to be a guest on here, uh, drop us a line on there. You don't have to be a uh, you know a quote unquote uh, professional or anything in in whatever you like. All you got to do is just be a fan and be willing to uh, to talk about you know collecting or whatever you want to talk about and, and drop us a line. Also check us out on YouTube under house of the unusual. There's uh, tons of cool videos on there. Some unboxing stuff, some uh, videos from, from Chuck Caputo on, on magic and uh, just a lot of fun. So definitely check that out. Also check out the C monkeys.com for your latest C monkey editions. You know, you want some of those new pets for your, your house. So, Todd Machen's waiting for your order, the king of the sea monkeys, and uh, he will hook you up with some some awesome new products, and they're always coming out with some new things. So that's all we got for announcements today. So, uh, Chuck, I'm going to turn it over to you, brother. Welcome back, and uh, what, what's new with you over there in uh, in Pennsylvania? Hey, sunny, sunny Pittsburgh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's doing, it's, it's doing pretty good. We got some great weather. And I think uh, you have let me uh, pull out the hardware here. How about now? Does it sound better? It sounds better, my friend. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, all right. Is that now weird? we're back down to earth. <laughs> it's not, it sounds you better know? without the without the hard drive. Yeah, but everything's going great in Pittsburgh. The weather's been good. I've been keeping busy doing the shows. The shows are coming back. I've been awesome. building uh, building a lot of stuff. Last week we had a new roof put on, so I was handing the. Uh, the roof for some shingles, and then my main drain got plugged. So I was snaking a, I was putting a snake down the main drain. So it was a pretty crappy week, actually. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we've been getting. I'm, I'm sure because I'm over here in eastern, 
northeast Ohio, we've been getting, you know, hit with rain and thunderstorms the last few days. So I'm sure they've passed through your way because you're only about an hour or so away from me. Yeah, they actually got they actually got pretty bad. We had high winds. There was a lot of trees that were down. I mean, it was it was a pretty bad situation. But it's it seems like it's improving. Yeah, we even lost it yesterday. Lost some power a little bit, and the internet was in and out due to the the wind and all that. But thankfully, everything's up. It looks like the storms have passed for a little while here. So back to hot and humid weather in this this area. <laughs> you know what? I actually know a few people, Joe, that still have their lights out. There, there's no electricity. It's been like 24 hours almost. Imagine that in this kind of heat without a fan or like an air conditioner. Oh. Yeah, I've, I've seen a lot of areas that are, that were hit pretty hard, and yeah, their power is out for for a while. So you know, we'll keep them in our our thoughts, and hopefully, they're doing good and uh, keep you know keeping cool however they can be. And you know, hopefully, their water and food situation is good. And you know, absolutely, hopefully wow, they're 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 surviving. So, uh, Eddie, what's new over at at House of the Unusual? Man, do we have, oh my God, so many new stuff out there. It's crazy. The first one is tomorrow night at 10 p.m. A big show is going to air. It's the first of its kind that's going to be hosted by none other than our Joe Pavlansky. And we're going to have Dr. Saab, myself, and the king of the sea monkeys himself, Todd Mitchell. Awesome. I, I can't wait for that. And for everyone out there, that's going to be Thursday. Uh, that's already the first, right? July 1st. July 1st, and it's wow. live. So this yeah, is Thursday. Live. You, you can watch it on YouTube, you can watch it on Facebook, and you can watch it on Instagram. Awesome. Uh, so a lot of different places for people to come out. So what? it's Thursday, July 1st. At what time again? It's going to be at 10 p.m. tomorrow, Joe. And then what we're going to do is that we're going to be like round robin and we're going to show our collections and what we grew up with the following week or so, depending, we'll give you the exact date because it's still not quite, you know, posted there, but it's going to be Mr. Chuck computer, which is on the show tonight and Dave Harvest and we're going to do a whole magic thing. And here's the best part. Chuck is going to finally, but not least going to introduce a complete line of Chuck Caputo magic in the horror line and the first uh, item that he has come up with is in this horror series called the gathering we're going to show the toy and you'll be able to uh purchase it or the magic trick not the toy so that's the product where you you buy the the box uh called the gathering and when you get home and you open it chuck pops out and he does magic at your house, right? <laughs> well actually uh <laughs> I hear that when he pops out, he sucks the soul out of uh, the guy in the front cover there. Um, He's so collecting souls for a new magic trick. That is correct. That is correct. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. We, so we got a lot of good stuff. Uh, a lot yeah, of well, good stuff. There's a lot of good stuff. But one of the most important things, and, and it's really an interesting topic tonight, is first I want to tell our here, you know, our listeners that when you hear all that strange noise in the background behind, you know, be behind Chuck. Is because the guy's a magician and he has a lot of paranormal stuff happening around him. <laughs> and, 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 you know, so he comes in from like a, a different world. He has a different dimension. He'll pop onto the show and that, you know, he is a magician. Hey, so, even the dead still enjoy magic. So, you that's know. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> that's right. Hey. <laughs> so let, let's come across and let's say uh, there's a lot of wonderful things happening and going to happen. Tomorrow's show is going to be one of its kind that we're trying. It's going to go live. 
And I think it's really phenomenal. Now, there's a very interesting thing when you guys are talking, you know, we were talking about maybe doing some paranormal stuff tonight, uh, see if anybody has ever like experienced the such or what their belief is, you know, altogether on it. But one thing I wanted to bring out when you guys were talking about the rain and stuff is way back when we had Hurricane Sandy in our area, um, we were left in my area with eight days with no power, no electricity. Wow. And the guy, you know, there was because I live in, like a, in a three family and the third floor person would actually had a generator and they would throw a, a plug down to me so I could run my refrigerator out of a for a couple hours a day, <laughs> uh, you would hope that if it stayed cool, the milk and everything, it wouldn't go bad until the next day. And then you plug it in for a couple hours more. And, you know, it was funny, but the best part about it was since all the lights were out in the vicinity, there was very, very few lights outside, but you still had the lights from the city. And so you have what they call, do you would say it's light pollution or whatever it is. But when you went out, the entire area, the entire street, you couldn't take a picture of it because it wouldn't come out. But when you looked at it with your eyes, it looked like there was like ash on the ground. Oh, wow. So it was a phenomenal. I mean, I even tried taking pictures with it, but, but I, I said, you know, like, darn, I wish it would come out because it kind of looked phenomenal. It looked like you were like in another dimension or something. And the streets were just like, you looked at the sidewalk and it was all like there was ash all over the place. And it was phenomenal. And then everybody would, of course, come out and you start making friends that you never even knew. Yeah. <laughs> there was nothing other to do than to hang out outside and talk to people. But um, I thought I'd bring that up. And another subject that i like to talk about tonight, if we can, you guys are aware that the government finally did expose their um, UFO thing the report that was supposed to be out this month. Yep. And apparently it was only 10 pages long, if I'm correct. Yeah, it was, it was nine pages and, <laughs> and six pages of information. Well, no. I, you could call it information, I, I guess. Well, actually, it was just one page with one sentence and the rest were all blacked out with black ink. Right? <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy, huh? Yeah, I, I read the report and there was really really nothing in it and supposedly that there's a i believe it's a 70 plus page uh top secret report that was shown to congress uh that was labeled top secret and i from what i've been hearing is that portion is also going to be declassified uh very soon and released to the public and that i guess that's um there's a lot of videos that go with that and a lot more information so i know that's the stuff that everybody was hoping for but unfortunately, we only got, you know, the six pages worth of basically them telling us that they looked into stuff and they don't know what it is, which, you know, like I've said before, I, I think they do know, but they're not going to, to tell us. But, you know, I guess we'll, we'll have to wait and see, you know, what's on this next report. Hopefully they release the whole 70 plus pages and, you know, finally let us look at some, you know, really good stuff. But um, you know, speaking of UFOs and paranormal, Chuck, you were saying uh, before the show you had some some paranormal experiences in the past. Absolutely, throughout the years, I did. You know, I mean, I've had uh, maybe about three or four things happen. Uh, you know, the first I was about a, maybe a four year old kid, five year old kid, and uh, you know what? I was always a bad sleeper. Like I would, I'd stay up kind of late even when I was a kid. <laughs> uh, so my so my parents would feed me like Cheerios or something, like maybe eight thirty at night or something. 
And we we had lived in this house. It was an older house. It was it was built by by, by an older guy that we, we we rented off of. And every every night around that time, maybe nine o'clock, nine thirty at night, we heard we'd hear footsteps up in the attic. I mean, I'm like this was a mass hearing. We all heard it. My, my mother, my dad, my older sister. I mean, they were loud. They would bang up and up and down the steps. I mean, we have no idea what it was. Uh, I mean, but that would scare the crap out of me because I was a little kid and I didn't, you know what, and I knew something was wrong, you know, at that age, I just didn't get the gist of, what, you know, what was going on, but I, uh, but it did upset me. And, and so that continued until the day we moved. And oh, wow. uh, yeah, you know what's so my mom and dad heard it, but uh, my sister, my brother, you know, and it would be every night around the same time, around maybe nine o'clock, nine 30. So that was the first thing. Uh, now, did you ever look into that, you know, as you got older of, of, you know, maybe the previous tenants in that house or anything? You know what? <laughs> At that time, I mean, we're talking back in the late 60s. I mean, you know what? People pretty much didn't didn't really, uh, you know, didn't research that kind of stuff. They just they just kind of just went on with their lives. I don't know. It was like a different time era, you know, whereas like now with TV programs like Ghost Hunters and everything, it made it it made it kind of popular to like, you know, check the history, like you said, maybe uh, going with an EMF detector or something. But back in those days, people just didn't look into things too much. You know, it was just, it was, it was just accepted as an unexplained, whatever, you know, I think they might've asked the landlord about it, but he saw, I I don't know anything about it. So whether or not he was telling the truth, I have no idea. (laughs) Yeah. I know there's a lot of states now that have to, you know, disclose that, that kind of stuff when, when selling a house, if there's been any type of yeah, I did hear that. I did hear activity. That. I'm not sure what Ohio or Pennsylvania's laws are, but I know there's more and more states that are are having to disclose that stuff. You know, when the house goes up for sale, so that's you know that's pretty interesting. Yeah, you know what? I told a buddy of mine this. You know what? You know, I've I've known him since probably second grade, and he doesn't believe anything. I mean, he said, "Oh, that's probably that was probably a mouse." I said that was a mouse. It was a two hundred pound mouse with you know, two hundred pound mouse with with asthma. I think it even wheezed whatever it was. You'd hear like, I mean, it was it was ridiculous. It was one second, one second. Uh, You've seen Tom and Jerry, right? Yeah. You know when he got the big kangaroo. So there's a possibility two hundred pound. (laughs) It could have been a big kangaroo. No, but I mean, it was it was like heard (laughs) so it wasn't just you know like my imagination. We all we all heard it. Chuck, um, I got I, I got to come clean, Chuck. Uh, you should never have told me that you might have had the uh, robot plants as a kid. I, I was just there every day. I had to do it, Chuck. <laughs> take a drink, everyone out there. He <laughs> robot plants. <laughs> well, I mean, I was trying to look for it, uh, Chuck. So I do it every night at ten. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> every, night, every night at nine thirty, you go up and down the steps. Yeah. <laughs> yeah a little food up there so he doesn't starve. Yeah, uh, that was back in like nineteen sixty eight somewhere around there that was quite a while ago yeah and then uh, and then the other thing that happened guys was when my wife and i got married we we got married 1992 so it's it's uh, 29 years and some months now and uh uh, the house we moved into was vacant for a couple years it was owned by a nice italian couple they they lived there for like 39 years and they were still alive and so uh, so we liked the place and so we put in a bid and so forth uh and then uh uh and then during the process, the uh, strange thing happened at the house the other night. All the lights were on. You know, the lights came on. And me being the suspicious 
person I am. I told my wife, hey, I bet this place was is haunted. And so she's oh, you're crazy. Come on. Uh, so they said, well, you know what? Like the inspectors probably left the lights on. Okay. So we said, okay, well, that's probably it. So we bought the house and, uh, and we did move in. And within a week or so, uh, the ceiling fan started coming on for no reason. Uh, lights started turning on, you know. So I turned the to my back office. And so I'm kind of paranoid about locking the locks and everything. We come down from going, you know, from sleeping down and the back door is wide open. Okay. Which is a no, no. I mean, there would be no way that I would leave a door wide open. Uh, so it was just like more things like that. And, and so I was out, out all day at a couple of shows um, and she said the TV kept going up in volume, going up, going down and so forth. And I guess what kind of cinched it one night I came home from some shows and I was lying on the couch, I was watching some TV and she's doing laundry and she picked up a basket of clothing and went down the basement and these left an old gossip bench. I don't know if you guys remember this or not, but it was an old wooden seat that's attached old desk where you put your telephone, you know, from many oh, years. Yeah. yeah. And so I'm lying on the couch. This thing picked up and slid across the floor, blocked the cellar door. Uh, you know, so my wife couldn't even get out. Uh, so I had to actually get up and move it. And so I said, that's it. There's something going on here. And so she even, so we called a Catholic priest to come over and bless the place. And since then, we had absolutely no, no, it was, like I said, 1992. Wow, that, that's crazy. I, I tell you what, I've had a lot of, I, well, I not really experiences to me. I, I've maybe had a few, but when I started, uh, when I became a field investigator for MUFON and, you know, <laughs> around town, got out about it, I, I started getting a lot of, believe it or not, a lot of people coming up to me with their paranormal cases which you know we really didn't right you know look into at MUFON unless it had you know was UFO related or anything like that I mean you know usually I would just kind of refer them to you know you know a credible website or something that you know they could get in touch with to investigate it further but right a lot of I I got a lot of good stories uh, from people but before we get into those Eddie have you had any paranormal experiences in your your long life well down in cuba that i the ones i told you the hand are the only ones that you know i've ever had experience and that was you know again i was down in cuba and uh i decided to go from the living room now again being out there it's in the middle of nowhere very much like courage the cowardly dog <laughs> okay it was an identical scenario my house was the only one there um, then maybe half a mile, not half a mile, but maybe two, three blocks away was my grandmother's mother's home. And we were over visiting and, um, you know, it, everybody, there's no electricity cause it's a farmhouse and we are in the farm. So everybody has those oil lamps and they were like in the living room area. And I decided to go to the kitchen for whatever reason. And lo and behold, I look to the right, and those doors, like the Western houses, which I mentioned, they have one. In, and let's say when you go to a Western, you go to the saloon. Yeah, they yeah. Have the top door and the bottom door. Mm-hmm. Well, the thing is that the top door and the bottom door, the bottom one, a hen <laughs> uh, stuck its uh, fingers in in the middle, and and the side, and they kind of moved the door back and forth. And then I saw the hen, so I went up there, opened the door, and there was nothing there. So I came out, and and then the story was that everybody in the family 
uh, my mom's cousins and stuff that had lived there, you know, when they were young, everybody had seen the hands, you know. So that's the only thing. But yeah. uh, now, do you uh, ever remember talking with your family about where, why those hands might have been there? Was well, it maybe a? Re- did anybody think it might be a relative or anything like that that had passed? Here's the story with this, uh, Joe. When you are in any any country, it doesn't matter where it is, okay, there's always going to be some type of folklore. Mm-hmm. And in fact, we were going to have a show tonight about folklore, and the person that was going to be our guest decided that maybe we'll do it next week. Uh, they were a little busy. But what I'm saying is there were stories that, like, say, for example, my aunt claimed she had seen a <clears throat> giant white rabbit, like the size of a human, you know? And several people saw the giant big rabbit. Uh, you're going to have, again, folklore and people, especially when it's dark, mm-hmm. can let their imagination run wild. And they start seeing things that just aren't there. A good example to, to this is, um, say, for, like, I'm here now. I'm here where I'm talking to you guys. And I'm hearing footsteps upstairs. Now, the footsteps, believe it or not, it's so funny. It's actually the dog, but the dog walks and, and, you know, I'm one day I'm like, what the heck? <laughs> and, and, you know, <laughs> so I go up there and I go, wow, the, the dog sounds like, you know, like a person. Now <laughs> it's the same situation. One day I'm in the middle of uh, my storage facility and it's two o'clock in the morning and I had an office that I had done there and I hear what I could swear sounded like someone snoring. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Am I hearing somebody snore? <laughs> so, you know, I, I was like, at first I'm like, okay, I, I know I'm hearing something. It's got to be something. So I stopped walking around because it was bothering me already. I said, I got to get to the source. And lo and behold, I found that I think somebody was actually living in the unit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I, I realized it because, I mean, the snoring got really loud when I was there. I said, okay, <laughs> the next day I climbed the ladder, take a look over the side, and lo and behold, the person wasn't there, but they had like a bed and everything. I go, wow. Now, another situation like that also is, for example, let's say you have a picture frame in the corner of your room. I'm, I'm just using this as an example. And there is a slight wind, a slight push of wind from the kitchen. And the wind finds its way in there. And little by little, it keeps going. All of a sudden, the picture falls by itself. And everybody's like, oh, my God, did you see a fellow? Well, a good example of that is, say, for example, if you take a balloon and you put it in the opposite side of the room where you're in and you blow, just blow to it very gently and just give it about a minute and you'll see that the balloon will move based on you. So what I'm saying is a lot of that stuff, when you hear footsteps, when you, well, a person was hearing footsteps. I was watching this in the History Channel and the footsteps that we're hearing they realized a few, like a year later, that there was a person living in their cellar. And they (laughs) had a way of going in and out of the house. And then they found the room that the person had been living there, but the person had left when they found the room. Wow. Okay, So it it freaked the heck out of the family because somebody had been living. So what, what, what I'm trying to say is when you hear something, there's a good chance, one, could be a raccoon, could be something up there living in your house. Oh, yeah. It could be a big, it could be a big white rabbit, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> but, no, but the, the point is, that unless 
See, today we do different. Today we set up a camera. Right, right. That's the culprit, you know? Right. But I think, I think that 95% of the time. It could be explained, uh, the majority of it, sure. It could oh, be explained. Yeah. And, and, and here's the whole thing. So, okay, there is some type of realm out there, of course. I mean, God is the spirit stuff, you know? There's demons. There, there is a realm that absolutely even, even the Bible mentions to stay away from. But, you know, mm-hmm. um, my thing is that in reality, I think like even all this UFO sightings and all this stuff, most of the stuff is that people have what they call a wild imagination. Wild imagination, yeah. And and that's that's my feeling towards the subject most yeah. of the time because if you're afraid and you fear something, and I, I mean, how many times, don't tell me that you guys haven't experienced this. You're sitting in your living room or you're sitting anywhere. All of a sudden you look by and you go, man, I just saw somebody pass by. <laughs> You know, and it, it, it's Eddie. It's Eddie there looking for a robot monster. <laughs> All right, everybody, get a drink. Take a drink. Oh <laughs> man! But the thing is, it happened. Or if not, your your wife would be in the kitchen, or something, and you'll hear your son calling you, "Hey!" And you're like, "What? I just heard." Yeah. The, the mind does do that. The mind will play. And sure. You can say you can experience when you go to sleep. How many times we'll see something, and ten years later, whatever we saw. We get this wild dream that it's almost real. Like, what the heck am I dreaming this stupid thing, man? Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. I mean, my son swears in his paranormal activity, and I remember Joe. We had him in one of the shows. Oh yeah, where he saw that. We're, we're this is so funny, Chuck. We're heading up to Boston, okay? Yeah. And my son is driving, and I happen to fall asleep in the back seat at that very second when his friend and him are in the front seat, okay? Yeah. For two seconds, they see fly across the highway what looked like a giant pterodactyl. <laughs> <laughs> They're going, oh man, look at it. So they wake me up. But when I wake up at the moment, they go, supposedly it went away. So... <laughs> wow, this is like the Twilight Zone where, uh, yeah, where the yeah. guy sees the guy, the monster on the wing, and when he shows his wife, he's gone. Yeah. yeah well, exactly. You're right. Exactly. That's right. I, I, that's a good episode, too. But the funny thing is that it was so funny because my son to this day gets mad at me because, you know, when I went up, I always play around. I said, yeah, you sure? I'm, I'm sure you saw something. <laughs> you could. But the thing is that there were cars apparently that were slowing down to see whatever they saw flying across. Wow. And then he starts reading a book a few months later because he had a job in Barnes and Noble. And it says about the uh, what was child? Do you remember, Joe, what he mentioned at the time? Oh, that's a Jersey. Was, was that the Jersey Beast? The, the Jersey, the, the no, not the Jersey Devil. There was something Jersey. that uh, Joe. I don't know if Joe remembers because we were on the show together. Yeah, you? there's there's been a there's actually a lot of pterodactyl viewings or something. Yeah, a lot of a lot of pterodactyl type uh, creatures that are are mm-hmm. viewed. Sometimes they look like your traditional pterodactyl. Sometimes they, they may have a, a single uh, small horn on the head. Right. Like there's a lot of them that are seen on like around the East Coast, uh, Pennsylvania, New York, New Jersey, you know, all that area. I know Pennsylvania around like the Alleghenies and all that there. Uh, there's been a lot of sightings for them, but there's as far as I know, there's been no photos or, or video of anything like that. Mm-hmm. Usually when when people see him, it's for a few seconds. That, mm-hmm. That's exactly. And that is the thing that gets me every time we see a flying saucer. Um, unless the one, of course, that you, you did, you did hear Chuck that Joe was abducted one time. 
No, I didn't hear that. Yeah, yeah, Joe was abducted. What was that, Joe? Was it Bigfoot? Yeah, they, yeah, they told me they have the the robot monster plan. So I, oh. <laughs> with him. I said I, I could get Eddie to. He was abducted by, by a pterodactyl. Yeah. <laughs> look, look at it. It's kind of like, it's kind of funny when we talk about that. But the thing is that uh, it, I'll I'll bring down the best case scenario. One time when uh, the original Ghost Ship Time was published in two thousand and eight. Uh, Dave Harvest out of myself kind of together uh, came up with a few of the stories in there. And Dave had, because uh, I said to Dave, hey, Dave, I'm, I'm doing this 34-page book, and I've done a couple of the stories inside, uh, especially the one with the submarine and whatever, you know. And I said, I, I need like a cover story. You have something? So he writes down a quick story about a guy who apparently living in the uh, Adirondacks in upstate New York. Um Oh, not not living in the Adirondacks. He was around the area. He used to go once a week and he meet up with a family of Bigfoot. And then apparently after a while, they gave him a coffee, a tin can coffee, a coffee, a, a tin can from a coffee thing. And they had put some hair of Bigfoot in there, whatever. Yeah. And the guy passed away and the wife. Now, at the time I worked in the hospital and the head of the... Uh, internal audit an older guy in his 70s is looking for me so i'm like what the heck happened why is the internal audit looking for me because i had given him a copy of the magazine and he was looking for me his he goes eddie eddie he's chasing me down i said whatever he says that story i've been looking all over the internet about it and i can't find a darn thing on it now what am i going to tell the guy at the time that the story was made up i'm like oh my gosh you know <laughs> <laughs> but it was so funny the way that, you know, and, and that goes over to the story also that uh, Dave one time mentioned how people, some people go. He had a a coffin made for a museum he put up in Lake George, New York, an oddities museum. And he had a coffin made and he stuck in there a wax Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> <laughs> and next to it, you know, he put like a coat and all this. And the code he put there was from his, like, I think, grandfather or something from the 1920s. And he put General Ford or something like that on it. And some lady came up and didn't know that, you know, David was the owner and stuff. He goes, I wonder how in the world would they allow to? <laughs> and I think, Chuck, if you remember, Dave on the show told us this story. That they said, like, the girl goes, so like, how would they, the government allow you to have Lincoln? <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, there, there are a lot of people out there that, you know, really uh, belong in the twilight zone or they live in it, you know? Yeah. Hey, did you guys ever experience any form of like a uh, deja vu? I mean, did you go somewhere and you felt like you've been there before? I think that happened to me once or twice. I mean, there was a couple of places I've been to throughout the years. And I said, man, this just looks familiar. It looked it looks so familiar. And I, I, and I just couldn't explain it. You know, and I, I've never had... Uh... I've never, I don't, not that I could recall ever having a, you know, a deja vu ex experience. I mean, I'm familiar with it. I've talked to people that have had them, but I, I don't remember ever having anything like that. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, the one thing that's kind of really strange with me is, is I'm like, I'm very good at, uh, at, at people's faces. I mean, like if I meet somebody one time, I could actually sketch them and, and draw them and so forth. And so I'll like bump into people like 20 years later. And you know what? You know, I mean, I have no idea what their names are. I forget names. 
but faces, I almost have a photographic memory. So like I could look at somebody and say, hey, I've seen you before. What do you do? And then when they tell me, then I say, yeah, I bumped into you about 20 years ago at this magic show I did somewhere <laughs> up in the world. Yeah, it's weird. I, you know, I mean, like uh, people's faces, I can I can uh, it sticks in my mind. I don't know why. Yeah, I'm usually good with faces, but names, you know, not yeah, names so much. <laughs> I, yeah. I'm the same. I, I can see people and I say, man, I've seen this person somewhere. And then I go crazy trying to figure out where. Yeah, yeah. And, you, you know, let me tell you, it's very interesting when you guys are saying that, because a lot of times one of the worst things when you say about names is when you come across a person that you knew or you were very close to. And they're saying hi to you, and you can't remember their name. Oh, I that's that. the worst. That's embarrassing. Oh my god! One well, back in let's say back in grammar school, <laughs> I'm in eighth grade. Listen to this beautiful girl. I'll never forget this. A beautiful blonde, and I had a not a crush with, but I was like, man, she's a hot. Back in you know in the eighth grade, we fast forward to, I meet my wife. Uh, we're going out. I'm picking her up in front of the store where she worked in one time. And this girl passes with her mom, which I had not seen in 15 years, right? Passes with her mom. And she's like, hey, Eddie, what's up? So it gives me a big hug and kiss and everything. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, what the hell is her name? <laughs> and all she was is saying hi. And, and all I kept thinking is, I got to remember her name, man. Yeah, I'm <laughs> and finally, before the end, I was, oh, yeah. And I remember her name was Cecilia. And I was like, wow, man, <laughs> that was close. <laughs> but, you know, that that happens. It's kind of like what you say, Chuck, with the deja vu stuff. Like, yeah. you go somewhere and you're like, man, this area looks familiar. Yeah. I've been here before. Yeah, it feels like it. Certain, pl certain places. I don't know why. It's it's yeah. just like you know when you see people's faces. A lot of time you look. This this is a good example. My mom, the house that we had in Cuba when we left Cuba, my father I think tore it down or stuff, and he sold it to somebody for the wood or whatever it was, and he moved out of the area. And then the the entire three hundred plus acres that my grandparents used to own, uh, the government took right. So what happened is that there was a lady that took a picture, a cousin of my mom's back in the 1960s in front of the house where I lived in. Okay. Now I've never met this lady. She, I mean, never saw me, whatever. She knew that I existed, but I think whatever, she comes from Cuba and I'm working in the hospital. And, and like I said, this is so funny because she walks in the lobby and she came to visit here. This was about 10 years ago when this happened. But when she comes to visit, it was from the 60s when the picture, she comes by and goes directly to me and says, you're the son of such and such. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, who are you? <laughs> and she goes, oh, I'm a, and, and then my mom tells me, you know who that is? And I go, mom, how did she know I'm related to you? She's never seen me. Is that crazy? But, yeah, that was crazy. And she basically, and then, you know, my mom and her touch base. They haven't, uh, they hadn't talked to, to each other for like over 20, 30 years. But, I mean, some stuff like that happens, and it's just for now. Now, like you said, Chuck, you can remember people's faces uh, like like the back of your hand. You know, you have a photograph, but it's just the, the name that uh, some people remember names and don't remember the face. You know? Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, which is clueless. Uh, but, <clears throat> but uh, uh, you know, everything when we're talking about, it's, it's the same thing. You go 
and, and, and don't tell me this doesn't happen. You go to, let's say, Pennsylvania, and you go in the middle of nowhere, it's nice and dark, and you always will hear or see strange things, especially in pitch darkness. Yeah. Sure. Um, one thing which I found really weird, and I told you guys that I used to hate flying. But I still kind of do anyway. I've flown a little more now, but I used to hate flying so bad that I went to Florida from New Jersey. I drove down there 27 times. Wow. Okay, in order not to fly. <laughs> and I, yeah, and I can tell you this much. When you're traveling down states like North Carolina, South Carolina, which are my favorite, like I purposely stay there to go to all the souvenir shops the next day. And me and my wife just love do, doing that, you know, going to the flea markets there because it's phenomenal. The stuff you get there is like, it's like super cool. So the best part of the vacation is the road trip, right? You know how many times in the middle of the night at one o'clock in the morning, so I'm driving in this way. If you turn off the lights of your car, mm-hmm. you see absolutely nothing. And you'll go poof. And then there's somebody walking on the highway <laughs> in the middle of the night. I'm like, are you kidding me? <clears throat> Like, where are those people walking? There's, like, no home near 400 miles. Yeah, that is crazy. And, and it's over 10 times that happened. And, and then one time I remember, too, we passed, um, I don't know what the heck it was. It looked like, um, I think it was, I don't know, like a deer or something in the middle. The eyes, when oh, the car. Oh, they glow. They glow. They, in glow. The... I mean, they glow, but it, it looked weird. I don't know what the heck it was. And my son was very small, right? So uh, I forgot what it was, but we said, look at the, the monster or something like that. <laughs> it's a ju- So one day, the funniest thing in the world was when we came back that month, uh, my, my wife goes into a Home Depot and she wants to get a plant for the house. And the guy from Home Depot was trying to get it for her. And there were several plants in the front. And he goes, oh, my God, there's a jungle in here. And for some reason, when you told my son it's a jungle in there, he thought it was a monster or some sort. <laughs> <laughs> and man, anytime I would say, hey, there's a jungle, he would close his eyes <laughs> be- because it's pitch dark. But but I got to tell you, though, honestly, you can be, and especially working, let's say when I was young, I would do security when I was very young. And they put you in the warehouses in New Jersey where you, you have like a, a square mile <laughs> warehouse. And in the middle of the night, you're there by yourself as a security, and you hear all sorts of movements, sounds. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, the vents go like, Dum. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, right. What the hell is that? You know. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. A lot I think of paranormal stuff is that our brains just are 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 such an enormous, uh, gigantic uh, computer that it just decides to play with us, you know? And yeah, I'll have, yeah, absolutely. I think a lot of the paranormal stuff is, you know, people's imaginations running away from them. You know, they might have seen too many movies or something, or, you know, they don't take the time to actually, you know, sit and think, okay, could it be this or could it be that? You know, a lot of times they just go to – you know, oh, it's something, you know, it's a ghost or it's a UFO or, or something like that. But, but you know, you know, one thing, Joe, and, and you will know this is correct. If you notice, we grow, grew up watching UFOs and flying saucers on television. Hollywood told us what a UFO has to look like mm-hmm. and what an alien has to look like. So anytime somebody claims they were 
had an outer body experience or they experienced some type of, you know, what they call, what do they call the thing, abduction Mm -hmm. or anything. Did you notice that every time they say what the alien looked like, it's always what Hollywood has put into their brain? It's not, for example, right now you say, hey, I just got abducted, man, and and this thing had three arms (laughs) and, and the head was square. Yeah. No, no, no. Every time, yeah, it's always like the standard. Yeah, it's always a standard gray with the Hollywood. The, right, the alien yeah. with the long arm, and, and that's why that's where you go. Like, wait a minute, and you know what's? It's true. It's true that there is a lot of people uh, that have been, you know, army people, uh, people that. But then again, you know what's a fact that how many times the United States government has even said they have. Make people believe this stuff just to take them away from what they're doing. Right. So, right. say for example, they they have a new experimental whatever airplane. They don't want no one. They'll let the UFO thing ride for a while while they're experimenting with the plane. This way, people won't just know what the hell is going on. <laughs> and, and and that's the same thing that. It's true. It's true. Look at what happened with this pandemic. I mean, can you, in your mind? see a person who's driving a car. I mean, this is like stupidity at its best. Wearing a mask with the windows up. They're yeah, I've, seen, I've seen that. I've seen that a lot and I still see it. I don't get it. I don't, I get, don't it. get it. I mean, are these people naive? Are they just plain yeah. stupid? I just don't get it. But, but that's what people are. You tell a person and they're so like brainwashed and yeah. you see everything going on right now with the this and that. They that Not even the government knows what they're doing. No, oh, this true. can happen this way. This so what happens is that we can manipulate a person's thinking the way we want it to. For ex- example, right now, I'll tell Chuck, "Hey, Chuck, I I know you sent me the black box," and Chuck will say, "Yeah, I sent it to you, Eddie. We'll put that in the show, the black box, the the mysterious black box from Chuck." And people will go crazy trying to figure out what's inside that black box because <laughs> you. That's how you motivate a person, how that's you tell the person. And, and that's a magician. And, and you know, Chuck, you're an expert in this because you've done it for, what is it, 62 years? <laughs> Close to 40, <laughs> but 38. Okay, well, I thought the 62 part was bad. <laughs> but anyway, the problem with this is that you've done it. And what does a magician do? They what, What's that, the word for it? Misdirect, make, misdirection. Misdirection, right. You, <laughs> you tell them, look at my hand where your left hand is doing the trick. Yeah. They're looking at your right hand. So right. misdirection, you're an expert in that field. Yeah, that's Joe, true. you've 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 been you actually investigated three million plus UFO sightings, <laughs> and you were a member of MUFON, which I do believe that you know. I know you don't want to tell the public, but I have a strong feeling that you were tied to the original Project Blue Book in the '60s. Yeah. You're a little bit older than you are, yeah. but you know we're not going to say nothing. But, <laughs> but the point is that. You know, Project Blue Book, that's a good example. The truth behind Project Blue Book, I think, is that this is what they said. I mean, it could be, again, but they did say that after spending so many years doing research and everything, they found nothing. So it was a waste of money, so they closed the pages. Now, maybe that's a lie. Maybe it's true. Who the heck knows? Yeah, we're never going to know. But I personally believe that they know exactly what's going on. Sure. They, they found if... You know, 
looking at space and time and and, and distance, yeah, if you want to believe in fairy tales, as they say, and you want to believe in wormholes, which they could exist and stuff, but if a wormhole existed, uh, what is to say a human can go through it, even any type of creature from another race? Because the problem is, is when, just like if you travel at the speed of light, you will be stretched out like a spaghetti string. Yeah, gravity. So, right, the gravity. So the point is that, if you know, we know black holes. And, and in fact, I don't know if you guys have heard of that theory. They say that inside the planet, like inside the Earth, the center of the Earth, might hold the black hole and that's what makes the earth spin because they did they do know that there's like either a huge moon-sized uh ball of lead or or i forgot what iron in the center of the earth and then everything else is melted because of how hot it is so it spins quicker than the outside and that's what makes the planet rotate mm -hmm. kind of like a gyroscope kind of thing uh there's also the theory that there's a you know black hole in the center that you got this other theories that, well, the Earth has a hollow thing and people come in and out of it. I mean, in reality, we have, you know, we have a space station going around the Earth 24-7. Yeah. It's been there for a month. I'm sure that any of that stuff would have been shown. Just like the fact with UFOs. Why is it that the space station doesn't see UFOs? Why is it that the only people that see them are people on the Earth? And how come every time they take a picture of them, they look like uh, washed up, something like uh, Joe's great 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 grandmother took back in 1905. Well, the space the, well the space station has the ISS has seen UFOs. There's a lot of videos you could find um, during the live feeds mm -hmm. uh, from the ISS. Usually, what NASA will do is if there's something that's in in the feed that shouldn't be there. They always cut it off. They cut it out. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a lot of videos from the ISS where there's they've seen stuff, and there's actually reports of a lot of astronauts that have been on the ISS that have mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. reported seeing strange objects leaving and coming to Earth and all that. So you know, who knows? But uh, you know, speaking of you know, back to the paranormal, I, I had some you know some really good paranormal uh, reports you know, years back that I, I got from, from people that I knew that I, you know, thought were, were pretty credible. And the more that I looked into them, you know, they were, you know, pretty legit. So, and, mm -hmm. and, and a few of them were actually pretty, you know, disturbing when you really get down to, to think about it. Mm -hmm. And um, one of them has to do with a, a little boy. And, you know, you always hear the, the stories that, you know, kids because they they're still innocent their brains are still developing that they're more susceptible to paranormal activity um because they they haven't developed yet and they right. haven't you know been influenced as much by you know stuff from the outside movies and all that so a you know years ago a, a good friend of the uh family came to me and was telling me the story and wanted to know what I, I thought about it. And what had happened was, is that, you know, she's, I, I've known her, you know, for a very long time. She's a, a very good person, you know, no nonsense person, not someone who's into paranormal or UFOs or anything like that. Didn't really even know too much about it, but her son at the time, I believe he was around two years old, maybe three years old. 
and they were living in a, a house, same city that, that I live in, actually not too uh, far from where I grew up. And she was there. It was her and her, her little boy. And as most little kids have, you know, he had an imaginary friend. Mm-hmm. So she didn't really think anything of it, but it started to get a little bit, I guess, like past her comfort level, I, I guess to say. And she started questioning the little boy about, you know, her son about it. And he said, oh, yeah, you know, he comes and goes, you know, every once in a while and he'll sit here and he'll play with me and I'll he'll talk to me and I'll talk to him. And, you know, she started getting a little bit worried. She didn't want him to start you know, letting his imagination run away from him and, and this, I guess, imaginary friend to get, you know, too big, you know, as most parents do, you know, they, they worry about that kind of stuff. Yeah. Everyone's had an imaginary friend, you know, they're healthy, but you know, sometimes it could cross over line to which where this was getting. So she, she started to question her son about it. And he says, Oh yeah, it's a little boy. And this is what he's, you know, this is what he's wearing. He's got a, um, I believe it was a um, a plaid long sleeve shirt and overalls, mm. and you know that he he comes and goes and he sits there and plays with him and and the kid I, I believe that the kid was like supposed to be around five or six years old. I believe it was maybe six years old. I, I can't recall the exact details, but anyway, she wanted to do her own digging, so she had found out that that area where they were living back in the early 1900s was all farmland as much of our city in Northeast Ohio was, you know, at the time, you know, late 1800s, early 1900s, a lot of it was still farmland until the mills and everything started popping up. But there was a, in the house that she was in, there was, she found the newspaper where the little boy had died there and she did a little bit more digging and they found the boy dead in the room where her son's room is and that he had died in his sleep or he was playing. It was something like that, but he had died on the bed and he had on overalls and the plaid long sleeve shirt. And she started freaking out because there would be no way this three year old would know that, you know, but she confirmed what he was, you know, of what his, you know, imaginary friend looked like and what he was doing and you know everything else so i i thought that was really wow you know r- really a, a good credible story because like i said she was you know she's not someone who really believes in this stuff she didn't know what to think about it and she was just doing a little bit more digging to try to figure out you know if there was something there because she had talked to a few other people and they said you know maybe you should look into it you know see if anything did happen at the house and she dug up all the information on it and here this little boy was seeing, you know, supposedly this, I, I you know, invisible ghost or, or whatnot. And that went on for a few months after that. And eventually as the boy got older, mm-hmm. you know, the um, him seeing his imaginary friend eventually stopped. So I thought that was a very, uh, that's a good, wow, very credible and, and weird uh, story. And, surprisingly about two streets over from that another friend of mine she lived there with her husband and her two kids and um she had called me up one day and said hey she goes i I had something weird happen to me she's like i got some photos of it she goes can you come over and and, you know take a look at them so yeah sure you know y'all stop over i hadn't seen them in a while so i figured i 
stop over, say hi anyways, and see how everyone's doing. So she started explaining to me that they were all watching TV and they heard movement up in their attic. Now they have a, a Cape or I think it was a Cape Cod. And then there was like a little attic kind of crawl space, you know, on the top of the house and they had heard footprints. They thought it was a raccoon, you know, so they had been hearing the, the footprint, hearing the, 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 I guess, you know, foot movements around and all that real light patter kind of. So her son got his camera, stuck it up into the, uh, the hole, you know, the, you know, where the kind I don't know what you would call it, you know, where the ladder kind of comes down. Yeah. Stuck his camera up there. Cause he was afraid <laughs> to go up there in case it was a, you know, a raccoon with, you know, you know, even if it had babies or something, you know, they, they'll definitely attack you. So he went up there and he snapped a picture and, when he snapped the picture, they looked at it and there was all of these green orbs in the photo. So I'm looking, I'm like, man, you know, that's weird, but you know, it it could be, you know, maybe dust particles being, being, you know, caught by the, the flash of the camera. So I said, did he take any more photos? And she said, yeah, she goes, he took about three or four, you know, in a row on different directions. And there was only one photo where these green orbs were nothing else on, any of the other photos and she goes well that's not the weirdest part she goes we were you know blowing up the photo on the phone to see if you know what these green orbs were she goes and there's a face in one of the orbs Mm. i said a face i said you got to be kidding me so she showed me the photo and she blew it up you know blew it up on the phone right to this orb and you could see a face clear as day of it looked like a kind of like a male face that would would look like it was angry. Wow. And wow. the photo, I, I, at different sizes and all that. Cause I figured, you know, maybe pareidolia could come into play with that, you know? And I, I, I looked at it from different angles and everything. And there was, there was definitely no doubt about it, that it was a face in, in this green orb. And I mean, it, it was, it, it made my hair stand up, you know, on my arms and it was really freaky. None of the other orbs had any type of, you know, faces or special features, but this, this one did. And it was, it was an ugly, mean looking evil face. <laughs> and it was, I tell you, it, it was very scary. And, uh, you know, they had never, after that, they had never heard any more, uh, you know, footprints or anything else like up in that attic the next day they went up there and looked you know make sure there was no animals there was no sign of any animals being up there or anything so so it just uh, it just stopped on its own then joe there was no there was no issue then after that no no issue not that i'm aware of now she never came to me or, or any of the other family and said anything else was happening so you know, that was it. And I, I, I said, man, I, I mean, I could still see that face right now. And it, yeah. and it is a very evil face. And now they lived in an old house, you know, from, you know, you know, probably 70, 80 year old house that they had moved into not too long before that. So, you know, who knows what it, it, it could have been, if, if anything, you know, but I, like I said, I, I looked at it the best I could. I, I don't believe it was any type of pareidolia. It, to me, it looked you know, it had, I, I looked at the features extensively. You could see the eyes, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. the eyeballs, the iris. Mm-hmm. You could see the nose, um, the nasal passage, the the mouth, the lips, the chin. You know, Joe, I mean, it was weird. 
Joe, I'm going to tell you something. And the reason I'm going to say this is because uh, doing security a lot of part of my life and stuff, there's always camera systems that overlook different warehouses, different places. And a good example, for example, is here where I have my office. I have a camera that through the night and day is always videotaping. Okay, you know what I mean videotaping is to make sure whatever. And the camera only turns on at sun when there's a movement mm-hmm. or something that passes in front of whatever. <clears throat> and I've realized that it also activates itself with sound. Like somebody can walk up in the second floor and the camera sets off like somebody's walking in. When a dust particle passes in front of it, especially at night, it looks like a reflection so that you get an idea when you look at the sun during the day and there's like a bubble or you know how sometimes when you get a camera and you get those orb like things yeah show up if you closely look at them or blow them up they can look like uh, little mice they can you know what i'm saying like it does create images that sometimes are obviously there now one thing I'm going to say is a good example. In work, one night I'm there and I'm seeing this thing walking and it would come in like every 30 minutes or so, it walked across where the pool area is. And now there's no one out there. It's pitch dark. And I'm like, what the hell is that thing? <laughs> and it walked and it was kind of funny. It walked with a slimy kind of walk. So it looked like a creature that just popped out of nowhere and walked with a slimy kind of walk. And I'm looking at that and I'm saying to myself, what the hell is that, bro? So I'm looking, I'm looking because the camera's capturing it. So I call security and I say, I, I got to go up. There. I got to see what the heck, because it's impossible. What the hell is walking? Every t-? When I go up and I look at the camera, there was on top of the camera, a not a hair, but it was kind of like uh, uh, from a tree, a, you know, kind of like the leaf, the the part of the leaf that's very stringy, like whatever. Yeah. And it had it was had, had been raining, and that leaf had a drop, like had drops of water, and every time the wind would blow, <laughs> it would drop the drop of water in front of the camera, and it looked like somebody was walking across like the pool area. Isn't that something? And wow. I said, get the hell. And I realized it was because I, I said, that's the. So what I'm saying is it can play a lot. Now, it's funny that you said that because in my in my daughter's house, right, there was an attic up there and I didn't. There was a while back, about two years ago, I'm sitting outside one day at night and I hear. And when I look behind me, a huge raccoon was about five feet away from my head <laughs> and it was coming out of the attic. So I go, what the heck is this, man? And it was kind of funny because my, my, my grandson would go to sleep and stuff. He always prayed. He was small. He would say that the raccoon can find a new home, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so I said, the raccoon must have gotten blessed. You know, it was so funny. But the thing is, and this is very interesting, the raccoon. So then I decide to go on Amazon and I buy one of those cameras a few months ago. And I stick the camera through a hole up there to see what the heck is in the attic. And the funniest thing is I see what look like, it looked like a body wrapped up. It's got this blue, well, it looks like an umbrella or something up there, right? 
And I, I said, so I, I joking around, I, I said to my uh, son-in-law, I think you got a body up in the booth there. You're going to have to check. You're going to have to. But anyway, they, they're doing the repairs and stuff. What it is, is actually an umbrella that they put up there. And, and it's funny, you know, we haven't gotten it yet because it's in the opposite. But they're right now, they're, uh, they took off uh, part of the attic to make the ceiling higher. And, you know, they opened everything up there. And right now I'm in the middle of construction right now, so I speak. Well, hey, I, I hate to cut in here, but we got about 35 seconds left here, man. This was a, a okay, conversation so it, it, tonight. To, so you know what? To make a long story short, it's kind of funny when you said the attic part. But go ahead. Uh, let's finish up then. All right. So I want to thank you, Chuck, once again for, for joining us in, in our conversation. And uh, hope to, to see you back uh, shortly. Hey, thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure. Yeah, probably within a week or two for our video cast and uh, everyone out there, don't forget July 1st at 10 p.m. Our live video cast. Find it on Facebook, uh, YouTube, and Instagram. So everyone out there, thanks for joining us, and good night. Okay, God bless. Take care. God bless, guys. Good night now.